0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us into your presence again this evening. Father, we just admire everything that you've done through all history to bring us to this point that we have an opportunity that no generation before us have had, and that is for your kingdom to come. And Lord, in this time, you want to reconstruct our temple in us. The kingdom of God, you said, is coming in us and Lord, we have to prepare ourselves for it. In Matthew 24, twenty four, twenty, He told us, "Don't let our flight to come out of the world be in the winter, nor let it be in the on the Sabbath." But Lord, we've now went through the winter season, and this was the last season of the of the night of the day, Lord. The best we can understand what should have been the night, but Lord, the Father is regulating when the darkness is going to come. Now, let me explain that. <clears throat> Lord, you have the, the clock, and you show us in Revelation 12, and in Daniel eleven or 12, Daniel 12 and Revelation 12, that you tell us that the time in the end is going to be a time, of times, and a half time. In other words, it's a precise measurement of years. Because you tell us that an hour is 42 months, and three and a half years, or a half a time, is an hour well it's 42 months and we know that a time is 84 months and therefore we can know that 168 months is the times well we know the evening is seven years we know the night is seven years and we know the morning is seven years but lord you also classify as morning and night being that of the darkness whether of the day or of the night and whether either of the Um, darkness or of the light and so Lord when you tell us that in Matthew 24 that we have to be aware of the timing is it going to be in the evening or at midnight or uh, at the rooster crowing or in the morning so you can by that we know that the separation judgments is going to be by God's decision by God the Father's decision he's going to tell you to come forth and you give us this warning in Joel 2: 12 to 20 where you tell us to let the bridegroom come. And when we do what we're instructed to do in Joel 2 to 20, then at uh, 12 to 20, Joel 2, 12 to 20. if we do what we're instructed to do, then you will agree to intervene for us and set apart us from the wicked ones. And we don't pay attention to that. And what I'm also saying is the darkness that you're talking about coming, the night that comes in the morning. As it says in Isaiah 21, 10-12, it says the morning comes and the night, meaning separation judgment. Because there's either going to be those of the day or there's going to be those of the night. And that's separation judgment. And you're telling us in um, Matthew 24 and Mark 13 that it's either going to be um, in the evening time or it's going to be uh, at midnight or it's going to be at the breaking of dawn um, with the rooster crowing or it's going to be in the morning. So we know that now, since we're past the season of the winter, and we're past the fourteenth year now, we're coming up on the fourteenth year on April sixth. Yeah, you know, relevant to the times, we're coming up to the fourteenth, the closing of the fourteenth year, which means the morning is coming. Now that's the morning, based upon the calculated time of a time, a times, and a half time. But the separation judgment you said was up to us. It's when will we let the bridegroom come? And we have not let the bridegroom come to our failure. To our failure. We have not let the bridegroom come. He was willing to come in the evening time. As he said in Zechariah 14.7, there will be light in the evening time. In other words, God guarantees that if we would come out, he would evangelize the whole world. We all missed it. You're all caught in a snare, a lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge of truth, which he told us about. Now, I want to warn tonight, not really warn, I want to explain something about the Sabbath so that we can understand the Sabbath day and how that relates to the morning. Because you are now reigning over the earth. The people that are in charge here on the earth have no authority at all to reign. They say that under Romans 13 they have authority, but that authority comes from God. But in the clock of the day of the Lord that started with the opening of his words, which is what he said, let there be light. He can't change his ways. He says the entrance of his words gives light. And the testimony of the words was made beginning in 2003, and you confirmed that midnight was in 2010. Now you've confirmed that the morning is coming. So we're here, and you're also telling us the separation judgment is coming. And what I've tried to tell the people is we have missed it. I've tried to tell the people, every year you were ready to bring this to a judgment. See, we're, let the bridegroom come means he's coming to make a separation judgment. And every year you've been ready to come and we refuse to hear the truth. We are listening to shepherds that are ascribing themselves to the world because they're they're selling their churches, they're selling their ministries, they're selling their messages, they're selling everything from going to Washington to being a politician or being a FEMA management personnel, Clergy response teams—all these things—they're working of the world, but none of them are preparing the people for the coming of the kingdom of God that comes in the morning. Very clearly, you knew that we were going to fail, that we wouldn't come out in the evening, that we wouldn't come out at midnight, and we wouldn't come out at the crowing of the dawn, because you said that the Lord is going to rise like the sun of righteousness, and you said the day would come upon the people immediately as they turn. But it's obvious. From the implication that you're saying there that we would fail, and you even said that the the judgment is coming in the night, Luke 17:34, and in John 9:45. Other words, when the light goes out of the world for the people of the world, it becomes night to them, or all darkness. Meaning they have no right to call upon your words because it begins a famine of your words. Without you, Lord, we have no authority to come to the Father. And we begin to see that when you're remo- you remove yourself from the world according to the instruction of God the Father, then there's only darkness. And that means there's no uh, restrainer. The evil of the people, the heart, the, what they desire in their heart will come forth. And then they will be punished for it because they're going to be judged by your words and they're not listening to your words. Now, I just want to make that summarized, but I really want to talk about the Sabbath. We talked about the Sabbath two nights ago on the 18th. But, and they can listen to that message. It gives you some things about the Sabbath. Key to that message is that it says in Mark 2, verse 27, it says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also called the Lord of the Sabbath, is also Lord of the Sabbath. Son of man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Now, that's important for us to understand, but I don't think we really grasp the depth of it unless we go back and listen to the instruction of the Lord, the, the careful instruction of the Lord to Moses in Exodus 31. And it's, um, the instruction about the Sabbath is very clearly made on um uh, in verse 16 the one i want to draw your attention to but we need to understand exodus 12 to um, 17 let me read exodus 12 to 17 quickly and i think it'll help us grasp what we're really talking about here um i'm going to read it uh, from the literal translation that'll help us let me uh, you know what the literal translation is closer to the actual Hebrew wording, the actual what the word means. So I want to read it in that way because it's going to help us to understand something. Now let me read it first uh, in that way, and then we're going to look at it in the King James Version quickly. And then we're going to explain it. Uh, it'll help a lot, I think. It says in Exodus 31:12, it says, And Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, and you speak, and Jehovah's really wrong. It's it's um, Yahweh. You can call it. Um, it says, and you speak to the sons of Israel, saying, "Keep you, keeping you shall keep my Sabbaths, for it is a sign between me and you, for your generations to come to know that I am Jehovah, Jehovah Yahweh, your your sanctifier." It said. Um, uh, then it goes to verse 14 it says, "And you shall keep the Sabbath, for it is holy for you. The profaners of it dying shall die. for everyone doing work in it, that shall, soul shall be cut off from the midst of his people." Exodus 31:15 says, "Work may be done six days, and on the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest." holy to Yahweh everyone doing work on the Sabbath day dying shall die doesn't that remind you a lot about Satan speaking to Eve um, when he mocking God when God had said if you eat of this tree you shall surely die there's a connection there they didn't really die did they he's telling you something here that's very very important in the day of judgment and we'll see that here now, let's go to verses 16 and 17. And I think it kind of gets us where we want to go. In verse 16, it says, And the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath to do the Sabbath for their generations. It is, never, it is a never-ending covenant. It is a sign forever between me and the sons of Israel. For in six days Yahweh made the heavens and the earth And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Well, Jehovah, the Lord, the Lord made. Okay, what is important here is something that I want to draw your attention to. Remember where he said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now, what is that really saying? That's what we've got to catch. Understand that usually the translation of this scripture, let me read it to you from the uh, King James Version here, if I can pull it up. It says, uh, in King James, it says, Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. What's wrong with that? if you remember what he said in in uh, literal translation he said and the sons of Israel shall observe the sabbath to do the sabbath see the uh, he said in the uh, king james is saying to keep the sabbath to observe the sabbath for their generations it is a never-ending covenant i think we miss the translation very very much when we do that it's taken a wide birth or a wide Earth, what do you want to call it to to state that the root word that is used there is Asa and Asa is uh, Strong's Hebrews 6 2, 1 3 Hebrews six two one three 1 3 in the Strong's dictionary and it means it's a primitive root to do or to make that's the base uh, then they say accomplish, advance, many other meanings they, they attach to it. But the root is to do. So the literal translation of that verse is to do the Sabbath. We have to do the Sabbath. And what does that mean? It's like an instruction that we are to obey it and do what the instruction for the Sabbath means. So what is it that we're talking about? We're talking really about the work. It says we're not to do our work, but we're supposed to do the Sabbath. There's things we don't do on the Sabbath, but what is that work, word work really? See, there's, a, there's where we lose it. We don't get to grasp, I don't think, of the, the depths of it. The word work, like in Exodus thirty-one fourteen, it says, and you shall keep the Sabbath, for it is holy for you. The profaners of it, shall, uh, dying shall die, for everyone doing work in it that soul shall be cut off from the midst of his people. Exodus thirty one fifteen. Work may be done in six days, what well, may be done six days. And on the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Everyone doing work on a Sabbath day, dying shall die. That's really important that we grasp this. That word work has a different meaning than we think it does. When we think about work, we think about our job. We think about doing dishes. We think about, you know, um, lighting fire, um, any kind of thing like that. But what is it that it really means? The word 4397 in, in Strong's Dictionary, Hebrew 4397, that word means deputyship, deputyship. It means taking dominion. All right, we we don't have the right of governance on that day. Did you catch that? We don't have the right of governance. In other words, we are to look back on that day and remember, just like the Lord told us to do, in the uh, on the second day in this uh, on Genesis two. And he's talking about the seventh day. He strengthened himself. How did he strengthen himself? When the word of God enters us its power is found the words of the king the power is found in other words we're not to do our words on that day in other words, we can do the words of the kingdom on that day we can seek the way of the kingdom but god is pointing to something and we have a problem deputyship has something really important for us we think the sabbath day is just a sabbath day In other words it's that one day a week we go worship it's that one day a week we go worship we keep the sabbath every seventh day we keep sabbath we say well there's a problem there and especially there's a problem when people keep it on a fixed week calendar or they especially when they put it on the first day of the week like the sunday which is a pagan holiday and because they're 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 giving glory to the devil by doing that and the church does it because they believe that the pope said okay And therefore, it's been tradition for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And I'll tell you why. It's wrong to do it on a fixed week schedule, a seventh on on a Saturday. The Bible makes a calendar made known in the scriptures. It's testified through by the works of Paul. They show you that the the new moon is set apart as a day to itself. And then there's four weeks in every month. And the Sabbaths are always on the 8th day, they're on the 15th day, on the 22nd day, and on the 29th. Even Moses tells us in X, uh, Psalms um, 90, we're to number our days, we're to learn to number our days. We don't understand why. It's very important for us. The tabernacle, for example. Well, let me go back to the Sabbath, explain the Sabbath. Consider this. We, we say the 7th day, that's a sabbath but the bible also says that the entirety of the seventh year the land is supposed to have a seventh day rest i mean a a rest for that year you don't plant it and so you don't till it you let it go let it alone that's a sabbath but god is using the sabbath He's, he's explaining this is the way of the Sabbath. Now consider this. He said when they took him away to, to uh, Babylon that the land had a 70-year Sabbath. In other words, the people were taken off the land at that time. And there's a reason for it. God removed them. And it's symbolic of what he's going to do at this time. He's going to punish the people at this time. He's going to separate people for the entirety of the seven-year reign. People get this so messed up, and Daniel's 70th week is a complete week of seven years that the Lord reigns over the earth. It's the fullness of the morning. It tells you in Daniel 7, verse 12, that he destroys the, uh, the beast kingdom, and, it, and its dominion is taken away for a season and a time. And I'm telling you that dominion has already been removed from by God. In other words, they have no authority to reign. Therefore, you have authority to come out from them. The Lord told us, "Don't let our flight be in the winter time or on the Sabbath," and He's talking about that Sabbath being His seven-year reign. We messed up. He said we'd all be caught in a snare, which is a lack of knowledge, and which is what we've ended up doing. But we don't understand the judgment of us has been done. In other words, we are in trouble, and the Lord tells us this, if we read Joel two twelve to 20 very carefully it starts off with fast and mourn and weep and gather the assembly because God has shut us off. But he says if we will do this because we didn't have ourselves ready for the winter and we didn't have ourselves ready for the coming of the morning which is the beginning of the seven year reign of Christ the northern army is on its way only thing that's holding it back is god the restrainer is still there but because god told us in matthew 24 it's going to be a variable of time set by god when he decides all right that's enough you've wasted my evening you've wasted my night and now you've wasted part of my morning here we go and the judgment happens now it's soon because he's going to do it very quickly and the lord is waiting on us to come, turn to Him, the church and everybody thinks they're saved and going to heaven, going to be raptured, they're going to do all these things. That does not agree with the Scriptures at all. We still think that we are the deputy of the Sabbath day. We go to ball games, we we go to work, and we we play games. We do all kinds of things on the Sabbath day, and we have got to straighten ourselves out because we don't have a right of deputyship because now. The Lord is king, and we have got to get over our sins. We've got to enable him to come forth and intervene for us. The Father is waiting. You know, read Joel two twelve to 20, and you'll see very clearly, this is the Father speaking. He's saying, let the bridegroom come, which is his son. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's coming to set apart those on the earth. He's going to come with God's holy angels That when God tells him to come forth, and he's going to separate them into light and darkness, and he's going to bring the plagues upon the people. But right now, the Lord is bringing forth the Ezekiel 38 army. I'm going, to just, I'm going to talk about this more on another night, but remember this, that Gog means rooftop or roof. It means the head. If you look at nearly every description you see of the Masonic Order, which the Queen and them are over top of, and the Church of Rome does not run this time. It doesn't even add up with the, with the way of the Seventh Beast Kingdom even, or the Antichrist Kingdom. There's always a false prophet on the side. The Pope is a false prophet. The, the Vatican was basically taken over in the 1800s, if not earlier. And it's run by the Crown Trust. And you, you can see that Gog is not, um, you know. You can say Washington D.C. and you know, Obama and all of them are Gog. You can call anybody you want Gog, but it's not true. Gog is the rooftop. It means rooftop. It means the rebellious one of the inheritance. In other words, remember God put these people in place and let them be in charge. They were to turn to them. They were responsible as queen, like Queen Elizabeth has. Uh, taken ownership of all the seas but she's also bringing forth the global depopulation genocide program to destroy about seven billion people and you can't murder you know that's why the lord told us in in uh, matthew 5 and so on that when the new covenant came which is what he gave his blood for And the power came with the disciples. We were not to kill anymore. We're not to hate our enemies anymore. All that. Matthew 5, he tells you that you've heard it say. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and all these things. But that was the old covenant. And that isn't the way you overcome people in this time. The Lord tells us right there in Matthew 5, you're to love your enemies. Do good for those who spitefully use you and these kind of things. See, that is the new covenant and the lord is coming to confirm the new covenant read daniel 9:27. he's going to confirm the covenant with many but confirming means they're agreeing with it they've set themselves apart by it and he's going to confirm upon them which means to seal them with it seal them with the covenant and so, therefore, we have to, before he comes, we have to have our flight out of the world, which is what he's telling us in Mark 13:18 and Matthew 24:20. 20. And there are many people who don't want to hear this message. Oh, the preachers are going to get violent over it. And, and military leaders are going to get violent over it. And people who want their own position and, and you know, uh, think highly of themselves and so on, they are going to think, uh, you know, angry about it. But you better read Matthew 5 very carefully because we're in this time. And we're in the time of the day of the Lord where he said, let the light enter. He said, let it... Did he say, you know, smash the rock and let the words come? No. The problem is, Michael is going to throw that great uh, stone into the... Uh, or maybe the Lord's going to do it. He's going to come with his mighty angels. Uh, maybe the Lord's going to do it, but I think it's Michael that raises it up, like Daniel 12.1. And you also see... The rooftop. If you look at the pyramid of the of the uh, the Masonic order, you always see the Queen is at the top and the Rothschild, because the King of the North isn't you know anybody but the person in charge of all of the financials. See, the reason why people can say that oh it's Washington D.C. or it's Rome or it's the Crown Trust is because it's a three-headed monster. The 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 basis of it is two things. The basis of it is the law and and the financial uh side of it. They control the gold and silver. The king of the north is the person that is controlling all the gold and silver, Daniel eleven forty three. And there's only one person in the world that does that. That's the Rothschild family. The patriarch is um jacob rothschild at this time at the same time the queen who's head of all the the law and the militaries and everybody report under her because she is the holy roman empress at this time and even the vatican reports to her i was in a meeting and it showed to me and proved to me that the vatican comes to the crown trust to get its resources approved all of them have to washington has to meet with the crown trust to get their approvals done for their budgets and everything else. So it, you know, They set up Rome, Vatican, as a sovereign nation, but so is the Crown Trust in London. The, the square mile in downtown London is called uh, a sovereign nation. The District of Columbia in Washington, what they call Washington, D.C., is a sovereign nation not belonging to the United States, as the Vatican doesn't belong to Italy, and as the city of London don't belong to England. They are actually separate, and they are above the laws because those places the people that run it and people involved with it are under what is called a secret divine law all of us are considered as non-living people and having no rights even though we they you know masqueraded as we have rights the other thing is if you pay attention every year when they do the order of the knights of the garter and the order of the crown trust uh, for approving the guy to run the uh, the documents that runs all the banking uh, officially for them, his servant for the Crown Trust and for Rothschilds, the Lord Mayor of London. He comes in the Magog, Gog and Magog parade with even the statues to receive approval from the Queen. You know, the Queen is like giving him approval to operate. It's not the other way around. People try to say, well, he has to come and the, and the Queen anoints him or whatever you want to call it, but the really is he works for them. He's running the business for them. And he control of all the banking papers in all the world have to go through London. You can't have a if you have a you know, a bank note or something like that, it's all going to get fundled whether you're in Turkey, China, Russia, America, uh, Japan, Korea, any place. They all run the banking papers through the Crown Trust in London. And they have a settlements company, the Bank of International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, for example. All these things are all part of this thing. And Gog, the name Gog means rooftop. And it's, it's the people who, they're, even in the Bible, there's a descendant of Ruben, of Reuben. But what was Reuben? Reuben was the one who defiled his father's bed. You know, and that's what he tells him in Genesis 49. He didn't have a, in the end time, he didn't have a a work for him because of this. But God's going to seal the tribe. He's going to draw some out because he promised he'd bring out a remnant. But Jacob didn't bless him because right now the the Reubenite is a a descendant of Reuben that's a gog. And it means roof, and rooftop means like the cornerstone where God is ruling from. That's where the queen is setting herself. That's why she's trying to remove the Lord and take over that position, because she's serving the devil. All those who refused to hear the words, and the words were sent to them in March in 2009. The writing I did in His Pure Language, introduction to His Pure Language, was sent there, and they rejected it. Because they, they didn't want to believe it. The preachers had rejected it before that, the shepherds they don't want to hear it oh it can't be that the rider of the white horse is not the antichrist well it's already been proven the seal judgments are long underway god is verifying it on nearly every prophetic word you see we're in the night that means the evening's already passed so the first seal judgment's already open so we're in this time frame now it's very important for us to understand this because remember also that in the scriptures it says they're going to return to israel again they're going to turn back to israel mean return ezekiel 38 even says he's going to bring you back with hooks zachariah 14 what, he tells you it's all the nations are going to be gathered they're all united i told you russia united states and china are all working in union even israel the prime minister of israel and even the king of saudi they're all working in unison together to bring about the new world order turning against their own people they've already signed off the sovereignty of their own nations blackmail their own countries. They don't even tell the people that Washington, D.C. is a sovereign nation. They don't even have to report to us. They fake like you can bring lawsuits against these people. You really can't because these people are protected by the system. They allow some of them to, to be sued sometimes just to make it look good. But many of these people are protected by the system. They can't even be sued by the divinity law that they're under. So it's all whitewash. It's all to make the public deceived. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is Gog is this, this? This is they're coming at this time, and Magog is all the followers of Gog. It's the multitudes. You know, Mem is like land or multitudes, and it's even translated as uh, multitudes in several places. Why? It's the multitudes of Gog, and you know the. Um, where you see that multitude is in Hamon Gog, you know where he tells them that they're going to be buried, uh, we're going to gather the bones of these people and they've got to be buried in this place called uh, Ramon, Hamon Gog, Hamonagog or whatever it is, that is uh, the, the multitudes of Gog. And the multitudes of Gog is all the people, their bones, they have to be buried there because the bones have the memory of their words and God is going to have that buried there because that has to be cleansed of the land and he wants to the bones gathered up over the lands because all these people were rebellious and the bones are like a memory device that's why they have to be brought like that well what i'm trying to tell you is through the book to do's the sabbath when we have to do the sabbath the reason why god says do not kill and the rest of that is you're pointing to the sabbath day is pointing to the millennium where god is reigning and you do not have the right to kill or anything else. And if you want to be a part of that, you better do the way of the words of that. You better do the way of the words of that. And you better do no killing. And the people today are ready to kill. They're ready to hate. I heard today that there was a a hearing uh, on the Supreme Court person, and one of the congressmen is saying, "Oh, we can't have him in there because he believes you can't take human life." Well, I'm sorry. But that's, you know, one of the commandments, like you cannot kill. You can't do that. God, in this day, he will bring the punishment. Of we Our job is to harvest. Our job is to turn the people. What does he give his instruction to do in Joel 2, 12 to 20? Mourn, and weep, and, and uh, fast for the purpose of bringing out the congregation to, to sanctify them. So they won't be a part of this multitude. We are to work on that. And trust God that He's going to intervene for us and drive these people far away. But He He's not going to do that. You're wasting your time. He cannot do that until we see this work that He asks us to do. The, you know, if we focus on the congregation, He'll deliver us through these judgments. And that's what He says in John 5:24. The Sabbath day is much more than just worship on the Sabbath, and we mock God by worshiping just on this weekly Sabbath. Why is he say in Ezekiel thirty-six that Israel and wherever they've gone in every nation they've profaned his name? One of his name and his works is the Sabbath. It's the most important one. It's the see the Sabbath is when he comes as king, and by not keeping the Sabbath, we're mocking God's rule as king, and that's why the people haven't seen it. They do not discern it correctly. They don't see in Daniel seven eleven to twelve that that he tells us he's going to destroy the fifth piece kingdom and the sixth and seventh kingdoms the remaining kingdoms do not get their dominion right away he does god gives it to the lord so that he reigns in the morning time which is coming up now with the spring it's now the morning of the day of the lord and that means that we've been judged and our only way out at this time is to repent. Our only way, and we have a short time to do it before God comes forth and he puts the hook in the jaw of these people, and they're going to come forth. He's going to cause the people, they're going to see this to happen. He said in one of the places in, in one of the churches, he says, you're going to have ten days of tribulation because we haven't turned to him. So we're going to have some problems here. We must come out, and we must panic, and we must understand that we got to hear his words. We're being judged by his words, and we're not even wanting to hear them. We have to do the Sabbath, not just worship and have a good time and then go out to eat and go to restaurants and go to everything else. we got a problem. The Sabbath day is, is pointing to the Millennium. If you want to be a part of that, if you don't want to be a part of Gog and part of the Magog and be buried with their bones over there, then, um, you know, or you receive the plagues and go into the the... the, the the times of the antichrist and that yeah you're going to go there this is your opportunity before you can be raptured before he can take you up with the kingdom which he's going to do there will be a a event like the rapture they call rapture it's taking the kingdom up because he's going to instill the kingdom in the people and that his kingdom can't be on earth if he gives dominion of the earth to to the ten kings and the antichrist they're going to reign at the same time the ten kings are going to give their crowns to the antichrist that's what it says in revelation 17 so we see this now and it's only 42 month time that they're going to reign but right now the lord's reigning for the next seven years and it's going to be a terrible time because judgment's coming and he's put the hooks in the jaws of these nations and he's going to cause them to come out and remember jaws represent the words that they're speaking and the, we're going to be judged by the words. So the hook that he's putting in there is either you take his words and spit out these words of the of the world, meaning you know come forth and do what he says. Understand? We're in a parallel universe right now. This we're allowing this beast kingdom to reign because we're doing nothing to even approach what we're supposed to do in Joel two twelve to twenty. When we start doing that, then God will intervene. And at that time, He'll separate us apart and he'll protect us. But right now, we're about to be destroyed because God has put these people out there and He says He's going to bring them forth. And we now know it's going to be in the morning. This is the morning. We've come to it and it's time to come out. We need to wake up and realize this. I've given you a lot to think about. I pray that you'll understand that the Sabbath day is a lot more than just a worship service. It's pointing to the millennium. It's pointing to the Lord being reigning as king, and our job that we are required to do in Daniel 9:24, We must get over our sins, we must correct everything, and we must anoint him as the Most High. Meaning, he's king, he's God, he's ruler, and he runs over each one of us. In other words, he also cleanses us. Our king has power. Our king has life. Our king has the truth. And he has the spirit of truth in him to put in us. And he'll rewrite our hearts going to reign from heaven but he's taken over the whole world at this time he's already cast down the beast kingdom i mean satan's kingdom on the earth they aren't in you know they can be in the tunnels where these people have prepared tunnels Uh, he's had you know the the world system big all these underground cities and stuff Uh, i'm sure there's fallen angels there but they're walking around everywhere you can't see them but they manifest themselves whispering in your ear and doing every other kind of evil thing at this time, stirring people up. And everybody's being distracted from doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're all worried about themselves, and they're not worried about the kingdom. And that's what we're in trouble for. It says we must make the Sabbath day holy. And holy means bringing forth his words of righteousness and his way because we're supposed to, at this time he's coming to confirm the new covenant he's not coming to confirm the old covenant those covenants are all you know it's like they are fulfilled by the new covenant, is what jesus said i i came to fulfill the law every covenant's a law he's coming to confirm his covenant which means he showed you the way of it in matthew 5 and that's what we should be keeping all those events are going to happen that are in the old testament but it's whether you do it in wisdom or you do it in the way you want to. See, the people. remember that the people in the Old Testament were continuously rebellious and God had to do this over and over and over again. He's trying to get them to see the powers in the words, powers in the kingdom, and where to bring forth the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus gave us that as our instruction, but that's not what we're praying for. We're praying for the destruction of people and you know, everything else you know, destruction of the enemies of Israel, destruction of, uh, you know, China and the rest. They're all united as one. There's not one nation, including Israel and the United States, that's not evil right now. Zechariah 14.1. That's why God says he's coming to set his nation apart from them. John 17.17 17 tells you how to be apart from the world. Lord, we ask you to please bless this message for good. Help the people understand what to do at this time. Let them evaluate this by your Spirit, Father. Let your Spirit speak to them. Let them understand whether this is true or not. And Lord, we pray that you'll guide each one of them. And Lord, we pray that they will decide for good and not evil. We ask this in thy precious name. Amen.